When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Ah, yes, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You got there. A lot of sevens. A lot of sevens. Vegas. But want you to be a part of the program. We took some calls earlier on the Lions and everything that went wrong. Joseph, what 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 right now as we move forward look into this game with with the 49ers and catches your attention the most as we're taking a look at where this is headed. Quick little point spread breakdown for everybody. Line came out last night. Books open the Niners. Keep in mind, it's the Niners, not the Chiefs is the favorite. The Niners opened as either a two-point favorite or a two-and-a-half-point favorite, depending on the sports book. It was nothing but Chief money early that has moved it all the way down to Niners minus one. So that's where we stand. We also saw the total open at around 48. It's been bet down to 47-and-a-half. So the initial moves were Chiefs money and under money. Looking at this game, the first thing I think of, can I trust Kyle Shanahan? Yeah. Because I'll tell you what. The Packers and the Lions did a hell of a lot to make sure the Niners would be playing in this game. They certainly did. I mean, I, there was no part of me yesterday that was truly worried about Kyle Shanahan, though. Did you feel like Kyle Shanahan was in a position yesterday where he was potentially going to cost them the game or make a crucial mistake that was going to do him in? Cost him? No, but the way, not with the decision making. What did you trust about him yesterday? I saw him go into the hole, and when they put the camera on him, whether it was offensive plays that went south or a defensive play, I think on the reverse, where for the first touchdown for the Lions, the camera was on him, and you could tell he was just beside himself with what was happening. Like most guys, like if you looked at Andy Reid, there was never a moment in that game or the Bills game where he looked the slightest bit affected by what was happening on the field. Mm. Shanahan looked nervous after Zay Flowers fumbled through the end zone. They put the the camera on Harbaugh. Harbaugh looked like he had seen a ghost. He looked like he was about to drop down and start praying for a miracle because he realized <laughs> in that moment they were about to blow that game. I, I think that when you look at Shanahan sometimes on the sideline, he has a look of a guy that doesn't deliver panic but doesn't deliver confidence. You can tell he's a little edgy. He's a little puckered up, as they'd say. There are games where he's very calm when they're out in front, very calm. There's the famous video of the playoff game against the Packers years ago at Levi's where he goes to the ref and he tells the ref exactly what play they're going to run and what's going to happen and how a defensive player is going to hold and that he needs to throw a flag. And then the play happens, the defensive player holds, and they throw a flag. That's Kyle at his absolute best. But you did see him yesterday. He pulled Purdy over. He was quite animated, but he'd have the play sheet up in front of his mouth 
mouth so no one could see what he was saying. He was feeling the pressure yesterday. He was absolutely feeling it because he knows, like everyone, what's going to be said. He wants to win the Super Bowl, but he's come up short in so many big spots, and he had a great opportunity yesterday. Lamar had a great opportunity. They all know what's being said. They know coming off these games, they're the guys that can't get it done in the big spot. The good news for Shanahan, he's got an opportunity to write that in a couple weeks. The bad news for Lamar, it's an entire offseason of Joel Embiid comparisons. Listen, I I think the Joel Embiid part of it is a little bit rough right now. For who? For for Lamar. Why? But because I do think he had help in not getting it done yesterday. I'm not going to excuse his performance. Sure, but I mean, same thing with James Harden last year against the Celtics. Harden yeah. went MIA in game six and seven. Look, Lamar has a long way to go. That's very clear, okay? He is a two-time MVP. I'm not going to call them empty yet. Uh, he played well last week. I didn't jump through uh, hoops uh, just all excited about how well he played last week because I wanted to see what he was going to do yesterday. And yesterday, he did not deliver as he needed to. And I think you're right. John Harbaugh looked lost at times yesterday. For one of the guys that's supposed to be one of the best coaches in the league, that was not a, a championship-level performance by John Harbaugh and instilling uh, any sort of confidence that they were going to get it done in that spot. Would you say that the Ravens were the worst of the four teams yesterday? Were the Ravens the worst of the four teams yesterday? Yeah. I don't know how I can't say that. When right? you go in two different instances – and you make mistakes that are just unfathomable to me. And what really... Like, the listen, Lions came out guns blazing. They were yeah. up big. Like, they had a chance to win late. They made a bunch of boneheaded mistakes. Yes, the Ravens were never even in that game. Yeah, They the tied Ravens, it up at seven, and then that was it. It had the field, to your point, in that second half, that a 10-point lead was a 25-point lead. That's what it felt it like. It felt insurmountable. And every time they came down the field... While you had some life and some hope in the moment, you're like, oh, they're, they're going to find a way to screw this up like they did last time. Like when they fumbled it, and then they're coming down the field again, and then what happens? Lamar throws into triple coverage in the end zone because they're forcing it. Like that, that's where Lamar lost me a little bit yesterday. Let me, let me throw something at you. I've been waiting for this all day. Here's an opportunity. Not to put anybody on the spot. It's just I just want to throw this out for perspective's sake. Do we feel any different about Josh Allen today after watching Lamar Jackson yesterday? Because Allen got killed last week against the same Chiefs team at home as a favorite, right around three points. Lamar was at home. He was a favorite of four and a half. And Allen performed quite well. There were a couple spots, yes, at the end of the game. Uh, they missed the field goal. He missed a couple throws. We destroyed him for missing a couple throws. Lamar was nowhere to be found for 90-plus percent of that game. Yeah, well, look, here's where the difference is. For Josh Allen, and I, if you'll remember last week, I actually didn't get on Josh no. all that much. And this was not meant to put you in no. a negative light. It's just you know no, what no, the no. Monday I, I, narrative was for but, everybody about Allen. But here, Exactly. But here's the point. Like, I think it's safe to say that Lamar is not definitively above Josh Allen right now because if we're being truthful and we're going to look at Allen's postseason career, you know what his touchdown-to-interception ratio is? What's that? 21-4 to four Woo. in the playoffs. And what am I always getting on him about? Turning the ball over. Correct. 
He doesn't do it in the playoffs. Didn't do it in the playoffs this year. You know, has been in position to win other games where he's been let down like we know what happened in Kansas City. Lamar, those numbers are nowhere near that. Nowhere near that. And and that, man, I can't tell you how disappointed I was with that pick. You know the other thing? Like, I can lose all the money in the world on these games. You can get the picks wrong. You can have people in the mentions destroying you. All that stuff, that's that's all self-inflicted. I get it. I was really, really looking forward to that game. And that game Because sucked. you thought it was going to be good. I just thought it was going to be a great football game, right? Yeah. Like, I can lose money in a great football game and still come away feeling good. That game sucked yesterday. The yeah. Ravens were so bad. And when they finally had a chance to get back in it and make it fun, Flowers gets the taunting penalty. Then he fumbles the ball. Then he goes and busts up his hand on the sideline. It's like, what are these guys doing right now? Yeah. Where's the leadership group to calm everybody down? And there's the difference. Evan? There's there's the Sorry, difference. Evan. Evan's looking at me like he's got he's ready to point oh, the finger I, at me for I something ask, here. No, I want to ask you a question about that. You brought up a great point. Thank you. That's good enough. Uh, the <laughs> I'm the job is we, done. We, we've talked about this throughout the season about the Ravens that they they kind of bully teams. To me, yesterday felt like the Ravens came out, matched Mahomes after the first score, saw Mahomes go down and score again, and then realized, oh, we have to do this the whole time. This isn't going to be easy. We can't just go down the sco- field, score, and then play great defense. It felt to me they looked over at Mahomes after those first two drives and realized, oh, this is going to be different and we don't have what it takes to keep up with Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. That's what I saw out of the Ravens yesterday. I would like to point something out for the audience. That was a classic Trojan horse right there. Wilner said, I have a question for you, then delivered a 45-second take, then stopped talking. No question. What do you guys think of that? No, that's not how that works. What do we think of it? No, that's not how that works. Classic Trojan horse take right there. Yeah. And by the way, I don't buy the take for a second. <laughs> there was there was no point yesterday. It where is I an thought, interesting. It's interesting. I get it, but there was <laughs> there was no point yesterday where I thought, well, the Ravens can't handle this. It, it wasn't like that. I go back. When did to you start you, to th- when did you start to think that though? At some no, point, no, no, you had no, no, to no, think no. it. I, I go back to what you talked about a minute ago about the leadership part of it, and look what happened with Mahomes. And what he said earlier in the year about what I was talking about, where we're going to get this figured out, we're going to be better, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. All we have talked about is how Mahomes does not have the same cast of characters that he normally does. But what did he do? He led that group, and clearly there was an accountability that was put on everybody when you look at the circumstances of the game. The team, nobody had one drop in the game yesterday. And who wasn't playing? Kadarius Toney. Kadarius Tony was nowhere near that field yesterday. And what when do you know what happened? He goes off on social media after the game about how there's nothing wrong with him. Well, he no, was no, having no. a this, uh, child, was he not? There, I heard there was something about that, but I don't understand why he went off after the game about it. So they like, there said there was a personal reason, but yeah. they also listed a hip injury. And he said, No, I'm healthy, and he's cursing and he's calling the organization all kinds of names. Really? Yeah. That apparently happened after the game. That's interesting because all the reports leading up, I'm not saying the injury wasn't there because I think I heard something on that too. The discussion was that his his, significant other, I'll use that term because I'm not sure, was having a baby girl, I want to say, and he was excused for the birth. 
Right, and, and but he went. But I, then why did he go off on IG before the game? Well, it's Kadarius Tony, not you know. But this is my point. Kadarius Tony is not a comparisons. serious person. Kadarius Tony is not a serious person. Well, right there, they had no problem winning the AFC Championship on the road without him. Exactly. It didn't, look like, it didn't even look like it. It really mattered all you that think much. Kadarius Tony's getting on the plane and going to Vegas. I can't imagine he will be a part of that team. Maybe he'll buy a ticket. Maybe. But here's my point. The Ravens, meanwhile, had their rookie receiver make three crucial mistakes like that from a taunting penalty to the fumble to slamming his hand, and then the guy who's leading the team later on slams his helmet down. Yeah. You know, my, my point is simply this. Lamar has some growth that has to come in the leadership standpoint. I love him. Lamar's going to win a Super Bowl. All of those things are going to happen. But you can't look at the game. I'm not going to destroy him on everything. He's not the singular reason they lost a game. But when they made that mistake, like that kind of mistake would not happen with a Chiefs receiver. That's what I'm saying. Quick note on the taunting penalty. I had to get this out today. After that happened, a lot of people on social media are saying they shouldn't have thrown the flag. There shouldn't be taunting penalties in the playoffs. It's the AFC Championship, blah, blah, blah. I say this. Why are you taunting someone down 10? I yeah. never understood that. The mocking of the other team when you're losing. It just yeah. looks so asinine. Yep. And uh, like, I'll say this. You're too. down 10. <laughs> if you want to scream about how they shouldn't have thrown the penalty, I always look at it this way. Don't put yourself in the situation to begin with. Yeah, just, you know. That's it. Keep making plays. That's it. Put the ball down, go back, get in the huddle, maybe score a touchdown. That's all. That's all. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. So we've got a great matchup, I think, in the Super Bowl. I, I personally was rooting for 49ers Ravens, but we got 49ers Chiefs, and it's a one-point spread right now. And it's a rematch of a few years ago. But as for the other two, who's got the tougher road back? The Ravens or the Lions? Carlin versus Joe, presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. We're going to help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE-INSURANCE. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. All right, let's go to the Knicks game tonight. You have a situation where Julius Randle suffered a shoulder injury over the weekend. He is out. OG Ananobi over 18.5 points, minus 120. He's already been a beast since he joined the Knicks, but again, it comes down to usage rate, and they're going to need a lot more of him tonight because of no Julius Randle. Prop will probably be adjusted by tip-off, maybe 19.5, maybe 20.5 points. Pizza money number two. Along with what we gave out a little earlier, Cameron Johnson of the Nets over six and a half rebounds plus assists. We're going to go OG and Anobi over 18 and a half points. Games where the teams are equally matched literally turn on somewhere between three to five plays. Lamar fires in the end zone. Nope. Shy of the end zone. Zay Flowers dies at the goal line. Ball comes loose. Under pressure hit. Ball is loose. And Kansas City recovers the ball at the 33-yard line. Lamar to throw. Looking to the right. Nothing there. Fires down the middle. Back in the end zone. No, no. It's intercepted. If we wouldn't turn the ball over, we definitely would have had a shot. Too much. Too much Look of this today. I mean, it's it's on my playlist. It's a good they're not it's not that they're not good songs. It's not that they're not catchy. You, you just don't want to get buried by them. The right. Like, are we gonna come out like if we came out today and started breaking down Niners Chiefs and we were gonna break it down for 13 straight days, next Friday, what are we gonna say to each other? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, what do we have left? No, like, no, let's, guys, let's face ourselves. It's because we're never getting back together refers to the Lions and the Ravens never getting back to the championship game. Yeah, no, we get it. Not Pull lost on me. with that stretch. Not lost on how it works. I'm asking why we're doing it. Yeah. Pat didn't even know this was a Taylor Swift song, so I, I got his first thing. <laughs> Everything uh, she does is catchy. I'm not going to lie. It I mean, really it's is. It's all super catchy. I mean... I, 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 can we spend a second on this? Like, I really don't understand everybody that gets all bent out of shape because they show her on TV when she is the biggest star in the world right now dating Travis Kelsey. Like, why is that a bad thing? Like, it's, it's, it's not, you're not missing plays because of it. Uh, you're not missing anything else. Like, it's because it's we are, not, a, I get it. We are a nation of complainers. Yeah. That's what we are. Find any topic, any topic. It could be the nicest topic ever. You throw it up. I'm going to find a way to complain about it or but, find someone who can find a way to complain about but it. But, Joe, I've made a career of complaining about everything, <laughs> and I'm not complaining about this. Why are you so upset, people? The shocking upset. <laughs> She's an incredibly positive individual yeah. at a time when we need positivity. She cares about her fans. She does everything virtually the right way. Uh, and we're destroying her. Shows up to, to you know to support her boyfriend. 
Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I got to go through to get my wife to listen to a game? Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. She actually does listen a lot. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. But it, th- this is the point. I mean, I don't know. Anyway. I feel like we need more celebrities dating football players now. I mean, if you're see, that's how this stuff works. If you're smart, if you're smart, you're gonna find one of these guys who who's single and has the opportunity to make a deep run next year, a lot of lot of playoff games, and you're gonna start dating them. Why not? Look at what's happening for her. The question is, who would be the candidate? Right? It needs to be a team that's gonna win. Josh Allen, relatively single guy. Well, from but he's what I dating understand. Haley Steinfeld, the actress. So relatively single, a bit off. Okay. Actually, not not anything. And just dating not. a star, for that matter. Yeah. So yeah. Wh- how come she's never around? She's really missing the boat here. Well, she has been around. You're just not paying attention. I don't. The, the booth does not show her as much as they show Taylor well, Swift. Well, she's not Taylor Swift. The booth. They're not going to show her in the booth. She's got to get on Taylor that. Swift. Her PR team needs to get on that. Well, well okay. Aaron Rodgers, single, likes to date celebrities, poised for a deep playoff run next year. I would I'm, love to see I'm Aaron Rodgers. interested. I, I already get see. enough of him. I already I'm, get enough of him. See, the thing is, I don't, I'm don't. i not overwhelmed by the Kelsey stuff, so it's okay if Kelsey's girlfriend comes into play. I've already got too much Rodgers in my life. I don't want more. He's already told me about his whole personal life. The ayahuasca, the, the caves, all the complaints, the issues, the sending the gifts back to family on the holidays. I know too much already. I don't need the girlfriend. Yeah. Am I wrong with that? Like, is that, it's already too much with the Jets. It's nice with Kansas City because, like, they win and, you know, it's all pleasant. The Jets are a mess. So, you don't want to see Aaron Rodgers and Kesha dating. I listen, Kesha. You dangle that in front of me, I'm in. Okay. I'm still in. It's just, I, there are other options I think that would be a little bit more palatable. It, I, I, like, I would love to see Nicki Minaj dating somebody. You know, or Cardi B dating somebody. That would be tremendous. Because you know there's a lot of opportunity there. And you know that you're going to get an entertaining, entertaining comment anytime they're in front of a camera. (laughs) I don't know about Kesha, though. Maybe let's. You're not not a fan? That's a reference from like 2012. Well, it's Carlin. What were you? What are you expecting? Kesha was around like a year or two ago. Let's not get nuts here. Let's not. also, yeah. breaking, Nicki Minaj married, so... Oh, is that true? I yeah. didn't know that. Do your, Hey, you know what? Do your research. How about that? Oh, uh, Do your research. And Cardi B is with Offset. <laughs> Cardi B is with Offset, Do your research so. when we put together these well-prepared segments. Yes. <laughs> uh, Cardi B is with Offset still, by the way, for Migos. So. Yeah, so there you go. So all those options, no good. I'm pitching Josh Allen as a single guy. He's taken this. This entire conversation is a train wreck. We haven't pitched one eligible player or eligible potential companion, except Rogers. So I guess it has to be Rogers. Uh, all right. Well, here's what we need. We need like Sydney Sweeney <laughs> dating. <laughs> That's the one. We we nailed it. Yeah. Here you need like. Sydney Sweeney dating Justin Fields or something like that. Yeah, but I think she isn't she dating Glenn Powell, Hangman from Top Gun. I think that was just uh, rumored because she just did the movie with him. She was engaged to somebody else, but I don't can, I don't think that's lasting. Oh, I mean, oh, really? And and what qualifies you to make that comment? Uh, just trust me, okay? <laughs> I, I follow Sydney, pop culture a lot more Sydney than you. Sydney Sweeney's engaged, apparently. That's See, what I just said. She's engaged, but like, the, why'd how you long picture do these that? engagements last? 
Come on. Is Here's a question. Is anyone actually single? Is there a single person that we can reference that is, in fact, single? We have picked nothing but people in relationships. Uh, Jennifer Aniston, generally single. Any chance that she's still single? Is she still with Justin Thoreau? I don't even know. That ended, but from what I saw, you know what? I'm not... I'm not going to say what I was about to say because then it would reveal I know too much about that situation. Yes. I'm going to pass. I'm going to respectfully decline to go any further there. Okay. Uh, I mean, this know, is a bunch of losers in this room right now. We don't know can, anyone famous. From everything and let me I tell can you find, Kesha By the way, is single. So I think Carlin Kesha nailed single. it at first. It is, yeah. Kesha, Kesha is okay. single. So I, so I just there. Googled famous celebrities who are single. That's going to be great for your uh, cookies. And this list is just, it, it's horrible. It's embarrassing. What do you got? Uh, I, uh, Diane Keaton's on the list. <laughs> Fran Drescher okay, is on the list. Okay, what list is this? Sharon Stone is on the list. Terry Hatcher all right, is all right, on the look, list. Look, well, this is update the search. Famous people who are single and under 40. Okay. Single famous actresses under yeah. 40. By, Google, by the way, great research tool. Happy to help you out with it. I'm using it. I'm using it right now. Not well. Not well. You got us. Fran Drescher. Now, listen, Haley How many people second. in the NFL currently playing know who Fran Drescher is? Do you think Zay Flowers knows who Fran Drescher is? Okay, here's what we Love need. The you name. ready? I got it. I got it. It's a great name. I got it. You need Jennifer Lawrence dating somebody. That's what you need. I feel like she just had a kid. Isn't she in a relationship? It says here she's single. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Married in 2019. Still married? Carlin, what had what list? I'm going off IMDb here. This is then they're they're off. Yeah, it's on them. That's that's where we're gonna put. Let's go ahead and assign the blame down the line. Don't tell me she's single if she's not. That's all. Is Margot Robbie single? No. That one I'm well aware of. I think we're all, we, everyone should be well aware of that one. Carlin sounds like my mom in high school. Hey, Evan, you should date all these girls. Yeah, hey, mom, they're all dating somebody. What about Margot Robbie? She seems so nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does seem that way, mom. That's not the issue. <laughs> now close the door on your way out. <laughs> How about Robbie, Elle Fanning? Elf, I don't know who that is. I don't, who is that? Elle Fanning is the sister of Dakota Fanning. You know, okay. The, you know Dakota Fanning and Elle Fanning. Yeah, no, I know Dakota Fanning, but that's not the conversation. Elf, what has Elle Fanning done? She's she's an actress. She's done many movies. I, I Nothing comes off the top of my head. <laughs> I was going to say name two. This is, I got two words for this conversation. Rip cord. Pull it, punch out. I, I was ready to. You keep going back to it. Because I, I thought we, I thought we could all ago. work together to find one. We are ending on Aaron Rodgers and Kesha. That's literally where we're ending. Where we started, we mocked it, and then that was the best we could come up with. Is this I'll her? I'll tell you what. You I don't, know what I'm not is. familiar this with Kesha her catalog. Is. This, is a, this is a banger, and it's on my playlist. It absolutely is. This is a banger, huh? Oh, yeah. That's how you know the word's done. The old guy in his 50s throws it out there. I threw that out there once last week on TV, and I was like, that's no good. That's no good. It felt so bad coming out. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. (laughs) This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. 
Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. I'm not going to engage. Carlin, this is on you. I, what am I supposed to do? I'm not going to engage either. It's Pat. <laughs> the, see, it's going to get to the point, and thankfully, Pat's not on our show regularly. <laughs> I'll be here for most of March. Really? You'll be here for most of March? Yeah, like half of it. So Where the hell is Handman going? Filled. Handman traveling the world in March? I don't know. Hey, Maybe hey. I shouldn't air that out on air. You never know what's going on. <laughs> As I just <laughs> recklessly just throw everyone's personal business all over the place. All right, let's reel it back in for you. You've got Handman making a trip to Southeast Asia all of a sudden. <laughs> Handman, enjoy Australia. Uh, yeah. What? Yep. <laughs> it's Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. Joe, did you know from superchargers, exhaust kits, and more, eBay Motors has over 122 million parts to keep your ride or die alive. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Dan Campbell, after the game, asked about how the Lions can get back from this and if he believes they can be right back in this position next year. This may have been our only shot. Do I think that? No. Do I believe that? No. However, I, I know how hard it is to get here. I, I'm well aware, and it's going to be twice as hard to get back to this point next year than it was this year. It's incredibly difficult to get back to this point, and this is an organization that I think is set up very well for the future. I, I do like Dan Campbell as a coach a lot, but what bothers me, Joe, is when these kind of instances are taken for granted by organizations that feel like they're in a great spot. And then a year from now, the next thing you know, they got 10 different injuries. They're getting crushed all over the place. And then they end up getting into salary cap issues, which is what bothers me even more about what happened with Campbell yesterday and some of the decisions that were made. Yep. And that's the thing. The teams that make it this far in the year, they tend to be some of the healthiest teams in the NFL. That's not a surprise, or it shouldn't be that injuries that what it is it's luck sometimes it's injury luck it's literally referred to as injury luck teams that happen to run pure they don't have key players going down with acl injuries or achilles injuries like look at the bills against the chiefs they were completely depleted on defense not an excuse but that stuff happens right joe burrow went down that's the end of cincinnati's season like the eagles and the chiefs last year 
not surprisingly, were two of the healthiest teams in the NFL. So when you run hot like that, you got to maximize that potential because next year you're one key injury away from not even competing. The good news for the Lions, I think they got a world of potential. Number one, they had that game yesterday and they flushed it. The Ravens were outclassed. That's the problem with the conversation about whether or not the Ravens will get back. They were outclassed. They showed they were not good enough to compete for the Super Bowl. The Lions showed they were. They made a bunch of mistakes to flush that game down the toilet. They're a young team. It was the first time they were there in forever. If they learn from those mistakes and they come back strong, they got a lot of potential. And remember, best way to the playoffs is by winning the division. Bears, anyone confident they're going to turn it around quickly? Probably not, at least not for a couple years. The Vikings are trying to figure out their quarterback situation. Packers look good. So if it's a 50-50 shot at the division, I like it. Joe Burrow coming back healthy? Problematic for Baltimore. Steelers ever figuring out their quarterback situation? Problematic for Baltimore. Browns with Joe Flacco? Problematic for Baltimore. So I would say if I'm looking at the two, who's more likely to get back? I'd be more inclined to bet on Detroit than I would Baltimore. I probably would be too, just because of everything you just laid out, and especially because of the Burrow factor, because... What did we talk about so much with Purdy? Like the coolness factor, that's what got Burrow as far as he got when he's gotten to the Super Bowl already. Uh, like that, the, the, not him being cool, but him just being calm, calm, calm. In, in every possible tight situation. And that just does nothing but build confidence for everybody else involved. Some of the best advice I ever got. We've talked about it before, and every chance I get to bring it up, I, I love pushing it because it's it's helped me, and I hope it helps others. The goal shouldn't be happiness. The goal should be calm. The problem with setting happiness as your goal is that there are moments in your life where it's impossible to be happy. You lose a loved one. Uh, you lose your job. Just tragedy strikes no matter what throughout the course of your life. And when you're not happy, you then start to question yourself. You go, oh, look at this. I, my goal is to be happy, and I just can't be happy. And then it starts this vicious cycle. You have no control over that stuff. You can't control some of the negative things that are going to happen. It's just life. But calm. You can always be calm. You can be calm in the face of adversity. You can be calm when tragedy strikes. The ability to remain calm is such an incredible superpower that quarterbacks, guys like Kobe Bryant, like did Kobe Bryant ever look unnerved late in the fourth quarter when they needed a bucket? Nope. No. Steph Curry does not look unnerved. It does not mean they will make that game winner every single time. It just means that mentally, emotionally, they're in the best possible position to have success in those moments. The Ravens did not look calm. Lamar throwing no. his helmet, that's not calm. Purdy conducted himself in remarkable fashion yesterday, given the high leverage situation he found himself. Carlin versus Joe, it was not even a quarterback who stole the show on Sunday. We'll explain next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Only 17 points. Been a lot of football games where you're down 17 points or starting with the ball. There's plenty of time to come back. Touchdown! San Francisco! They're an extra point away from tying the title game. We're not going out like this. we got to be a lot more aggressive here in the second half. It's over! The Niners are going to Vegas! I am excited for the Super Bowl. There is an aspect of it I'm not excited for. We'll get to that in a second. That was KNBR, by the way. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio. I got to say, though, there's one guy that really deserves a ton of praise because he walked into a very difficult situation, and then it was made even tougher by some developments uh, that he had no control over. But, man... Greg Olson has really turned into a top-notch analyst in every way. It was, <laughs> I'll tell you, when you send Romo out there first and then yeah. we all shift over to the next game and you get Olson, you start to see the brilliance of Olson. And and I know this is critical, but you see the laziness of Romo. Do you not? Is that a fair assessment? Completely. Because Olson would break the play down in a timely Easy to understand fashion. He would he would tag the breakdown with his opinion. It goes right back to Burkhart, and they're off and running with the next play. You feel smarter. You feel informed. You feel like you're part of the game. Romo and Nance. It feels like it's just like there were a couple times where it felt to me like Nance was throwing to Romo, and Romo was just wrapping up sending a text message, kind of giving Nance like the yeah, just one minute, one minute, okay, sent. Uh, yeah, got outside there and uh. You know, cornerback, uh, he, he he got off the block, made a nice play there, Jim. And it's like, yeah, we we all saw that. It's, I don't I don't need that. I'm I'm good on that. It's <laughs> I so, got that. It's so bothersome in that I, I'm sure that a lot of it that plays into it with the criticism of Romo is the contract that we all know. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't get criticized. If when you get the contract, you do the work and it does not remotely feel like he does the work at all, especially when in the middle of a play, he will ask Jim what a specific rule is like, dude, you played in the league how long and you don't know the rules. 
Like, it's not that hard to know the rules. And yes, we've got rule analysts for it. I'm a Gene Steratore guy, but you shouldn't. I, I love Gene Steratore. He's amazing. No, no, it's not mocking. It's just, it, it's rare that you have someone like, look, everybody stop what you're doing. I'm Huge a Gene, Gene Steratore, Steratore guy. guy right here. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Even Gene Steratore is like, I'm not that big of a Gene Steratore guy. <laughs> well, but the point is, we shouldn't have to go to him for a clarification on everything when the analyst does not know the rule. You're speaking of the play where Mahomes completed the pass to Kelsey. Kelsey was ruled down just short of the first down. The Chiefs ran up to the ball, fourth and one, got stuffed, and then everyone thought the momentum was going to swing. And then we all wanted to see the replay, which we eventually saw. You're you're talking about that scenario, right? Yeah, I'm talking about that scenario among about 25 others right. this season. <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating when I say that. There's at least one a game. Yeah. At least. Yeah. There's, and, and not feels... knowing when you can and can't challenge things. Like, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. It's um, It feels disjointed. It feels, it's just, you're not, you know, you're not getting a lot. Like I, and here's what's funny about this. I don't pay attention to the broadcast probably as much as I should. Mm. I'm gambling on a lot of this. I'm live betting a lot of this stuff. I'm tracking stuff. I'm looking at social. I'm throwing stuff out there. I'm putting notes in a notepad for the radio show. Like I'm doing a million things. So I'm catching the broadcast, but I'm not paying very close attention. So when the criticism of Romo started, I didn't really have a feel for that. And now, even though I'm not paying more attention than I normally am, I'm noticing it, and it is so obvious. And I'm not paying attention to them. Think about that. I'm seeing this, and I'm not actively paying attention to them. Yeah, yeah. And and yesterday, at one point, he made a remarkably obvious observation that, that no analyst would even bother to make. And at the end of it, in unison, my wife and I both said... Thanks, Tony. <laughs> like literally, you exact same time. Can you remember what it was? Oh man, I don't remember what the specific was. I know that I tweeted that immediately because that was a hundred percent true. Ooh, but let me bring up old Twitter as you filibuster here. But let's get back for a second to Olson because I, I love everything about what he does, and and he has done this under the shadow of what's coming with Tom Brady. At, at a $375 million contract, and it's not a knock on Tom. I'm sure he'll be very good, and anybody would have taken that deal to go and do it. But I'm wondering how Olsen gets handled here. I don't know what his contract is. Does he stay there and go to the number two team? Does he go to another network? And, like, I don't know, CBS? I believe um, Wilner has this. I believe, from what I was reading, he's making a certain amount to be in the number one booth. Don't right. quote me. I want to say somewhere around eight to ten million. Right. Ten. Thank you. Now, if he, if when Brady comes in, he moves down to the number two. Oh, it's booth, a massive cut. It's three million a year. Yeah. But Wilner, correct me if I'm wrong. There's a clause in the deal that if he gets moved off the number one booth, he's allowed to leave CBS to join a number one booth somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, he can leave Fox to join CBS, NBC, whoever has a number one booth opening. But it's got to be a number one booth opening. I believe that's the okay. Clause. Yeah, but like, who's going to have that? Romo's contract is ten years on one hundred and eighty million. He's got what? They got the five, Super Bowl coming up? up. Like, you can't trot him out there for the Super Bowl, mailing it in in front of the entire world, and he's got to hear this stuff. Like, he actively does not care. 
about the criticism. He's probably thinking, I heard it all throughout my career in Dallas. They don't know any better. And it's like, dude, this is the broadcast, though. We're not rooting for or against you. You're calling the game we're listening to. You owe it to us. We're giving you three and a half hours of our time. We want to watch these players. This is what we're here for. The least you could do is put the prep in. Well, this is the thing. This is what really bothers me the most about the whole thing. Because you're in this business. You call well, games. You were just in, in sunny Florida. Yeah, but it, that's not really what, what it is. It's the insult to the viewer. The insult to the viewer that this is your job. You are there to do this. This and only this. And you are there as an expert. And you are asking questions that you have no idea on the answers of in the middle of a broadcast because you haven't bothered to remotely prepare for it. And it's it's so insulting to the viewer. It really is. It is, I have no respect for you. That's what you're showing me right now. And, and that's tough to take. That is really tough to take. Feels like you've been wanting to get that one off the chest. Feels no, like that one was in contention for leading the show today. Look, I know we had the AFC Championship and the NFC Championship. I know Campbell can be a bonehead, and I know Lamar came up short, but I want to talk about Tony Romo's broadcast preparation. <laughs> no. No, it just got me fired up in the moment. How do you think it's going to go for the Super Bowl? You think it's going to be any better? Do you think, like, all right, know. this is the Super Bowl. We're going to here's, we gotta here's take it up thing. a notch. It's not like I'm the only one, and there have been plenty of you, you two, but there have been millions out there that have been destroying him for a while for this, and none of it has changed. So it doesn't seem like it's bothering him in the least. You know, I mean, he, he took over for Phil Simms, and let me tell you something. Phil Simms was repaired, and I was learning something every week. And Romo, the f first couple of years, was good and was prepared and was doing something different, and it was kind of cool. But when was the last time Romo predicted a play? That doesn't happen anymore. No, not even bothering to try. They, like, so where is it, Tony? Go back to Cabo with Jessica Simpson. Oh, uh, here we go. That's what your performances like are like, like they were the next week. All right. No, the thing is, I think it's back to the original point. I think he dealt with so much criticism as the quarterback of the Cowboys. He hears it now, and it's like, yeah, this is just how people are. Like, that criticism is fans no. getting on you about everything. I think this is one of those, yeah, I'm doing fine. These are just fans. They, they don't but, know anything. If you remember, there was a story last year about, like, maybe some of the executives had a little talk with him, like, hey, we, we, yeah, you true. know, up the game a little bit. Well, that really hasn't happened. The security of a six-year uh, remaining on a $180 million contract is pretty damn nice. And that's guaranteed, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What a dream. I hope My opinion's changing. I, I love it. I, I mail I it, too. I swear to God, I hope he Thanks for listening to the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin vs. Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin vs. Joe podcast.